Hey, Alex, what's up? Well, you know, Amy, I was thinking about movies from my childhood. And do you have one of those movies that are just like seared in your brain, maybe like haunting you from your childhood? A hundred percent. And I know I am not alone in this journey. It is Matilda. Matilda haunts me to this day. See, I think when you say that, people are not going to agree with you yet. Because pe- people love Matilda. It's that one that people have, like, so nostalgic. Love? I think they're holding on to, like, the... F- like, it was almost like a horror movie at points. <laughs> seen a horror movie? I don't like watching horror. Me neither, so, so that- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're like. That was the level. That was the level. But the one scene that got me was when the principal, who was such an angry and scary militant leader, um, she, like forces that chubby boy up in front of the school on the stage to eat the chocolate cake in front of everyone. (laughs) And like, even as an adult, I still think that's like, that's, that's scary. And like, I can't imagine someone doing that. Like so, forcing you to eat the cake. Yeah, like in front of all your peers and everything. And like everyone's like onward staring at you. It's very weird. And the way it's filmed, it's like zoomed into his face. Like yeah. you're living it. It's not. But they want you to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, they it worked. <laughs> that's the one that's burned into my brain. <laughs> what about you? Uh, mine's a little bit different. I think more people can relate to mine. <laughs> E.T. Okay, and like at the beginning of E.T., it's like, okay, maybe fun. Uh, Fun. It is kind of scary, too. Okay, thanks for agreeing with me. (laughs) But the like the real part that sticks out in my brain is E.T. when he gets sick and he's laying by the river. Yeah. And like, I was like white. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't even say it. Like, it just pops into my head. And I haunting, really. Well, you know what, Amy? I had reoccurring nightmares for at least a week after I watched E.T. It got to the point where I was scared to fall asleep because I knew it was going to happen. Like, E.T. was coming to take me to his home planet. Yeah. It was terrible. I think there's nothing better for us, Alex, than to carve out a weekend and watch Matilda and E.T. back to back. Amy. It would be good for us. I'm interested to see if... As an adult? Well, no, I'm interested to see... Will the dream happen again? Like, uh, like... The, well, the nightmare. The when, haunting. The, the haunting, haunting of the E.T. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, only one way to find out. Uh, Sounds like our next weekend plan here. Fine. Up. <laughs> E.T. and Matilda. This. I do really like watching movies, like throwback movies. Yeah, me too. To see if your reaction is the same as it once was. But I like watching, like, The Sandlot. I watched that again. That was a great time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Didn't have any nightmares from that. Yeah, I think it'll be good. You're not in this alone. We'll do it together. Okay. Matilda, E.T., here we come. (laughs) And that's What's Up. Okay, so Amy and I talk about dating a lot. When we were pitching ideas for this episode, Amy's like, we need to talk about dating. We need to talk about dating. And I was like, (laughs) Amy, all we do is talk about dating. But we don't really do it on the podcast. Yeah, we don't. Um, mostly because we're not experts in the field. (laughs) (laughs) Two single ladies right here. (laughs) It's obviously something that we discuss a lot together and on our own, but not so much here with you all. So you're lucky to get a little insider's view to our uh, (laughs) non-existent dating lives. No. 
But it's actually kind of funny because I do think when we, when I first pitched the podcast to a lot of family and friends, they definitely thought it was 100% going to be about dating coming from you and I. Yeah. And there's so much more to talk about. However, it is a big aspect in our lives. I mean, it's, it is a, a big part of what we talk about, but I was talking to Amy earlier too and saying, I pretty much only like to talk about dating with other single friends. Right. Because it's. I don't know, it's fun. Yeah. It's more fun because a lot of my friends now are in relationships, like long-term committed relationships. I feel like when I'm telling them about my dating life, it's more like, I don't know, the spotlight's all on me and I have to like provide the entertainment. Yeah, you are the entertainment piece as a single person. Like there is a lot of energy behind that too. Yes, because I think people like to hear about it and it's kind of fun. And they're also kind of curious, I think too. Like they're like, tell us what's going on. Like, you know, and you're like, I mean, I like, like, I want my close friends to know what's going on in my life. And when I'm ready for them to know if I'm seeing someone or something, I'll share that. But yeah, like, when, when you and I are driving in the car or we're road tripping, like, that's when it's fun for me to talk about dating, right? You're like, yeah. oh, I'm talking to this person or that. And, like, I, I really enjoyed that energy. Yeah, I actually, interesting enough, I wouldn't say, like, all my friends are married with kids. I do have quite a few friends that are single and surround myself with a lot of single people as well. Even Even being back in Canada, it's just so easy to pick up with them because they don't have schedules that they have to work around as Mm -hmm. well. So I find like I kind of work behind that spontaneous schedule. Single people are the best for operating on that as well. Yes. And I was saying that that was my life. It's like I'm the last one left almost, but not really. But a lot of my like single group of friends, uh, either from high school or like that I used to hang out with at the beginning of Stettler, those days are almost gone for me. And I have like a tiny handful of single people that I can like call on where they're like, oh yeah, sure. I'll come over for supper because guess what? Nobody likes cooking for one. But (laughs) as soon as you ask like your friend that's with a partner, they don't just hop over for supper because it's like, well, let me check with my partner, what we're doing, or you're like hosting them as a couple. And that's a totally different vibe than just being like, oh yeah, I'll be there in four minutes. For sure. For sure. Yeah, single, surrounding yourself with other people who are going through the same thing, I think is really important at any point in your life. Yes. Like, even being a new mom, like, it sucks to be that new mom with... Right, because no one else is, like, understanding yeah. what you're going through. So it's nice having people going through the same thing. But obviously, along the way, you meet people and then you go through that yes. together. And that's where I find, like, your 20s, it's kind of an interesting time because, like, half your friends are still in university. The other half of your friends are having babies. Some of them are, like, single, ready to mingle. Like, everyone is in a different stage of their life, but you might even be, like, the exact same age. Like, yeah. you're just... Yeah. Everybody's experiencing like, it is something so different. It is so true. Do you think, like, getting older, or do you feel this as you are getting older? Like I said, I was... uh mistaken for 25 today (laughs) do you feel like the questions change when your family or your friends are like hey are you seeing anyone that kind of conversation see my family and extended family I think I've I've never brought anyone to meet my whole family ever other than in high school Um, and I've had like my parents maybe meet someone very like casual like oh let's just have like a little visit the conversation with my extended family is never really about are you seeing someone. It's more about, like, my life. Like, we're all pretty much teachers, so I think that's a common ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and I 
truthfully really appreciate that because I don't always love being in the spotlight that way with my family. I mean, I know we were joking earlier, Amy and I, because I'm I'm the second oldest cousin. Like, if we get together for Christmas and things, I'm put in, like, the kids' room. So, like, my, like, my equals as cousins will be given an actual bed in a bedroom because they're with a partner. And I've slept in tent in the garage with, like, kids because I don't have someone. I know. I was, like, thinking, like, there should be, like, seniority rules or something. I know, but here I am, like, (laughs) sleeping on the floor next to my 14-year-old cousin. Oh, my gosh. You're, like, you're slumbering it with all the little kids in the living room. Right? We're, like, watching Shrek, and I'm, like, it's 9 p.m. It is my bedtime. (laughs) That's funny you say that. I do feel like the conversation, like, I think all in my 20s, it was always, like, are you seeing anyone? What's going on? Tell us your dating scene. And people, less and less, now that I'm older... They'll like. Is it because they've given up on you, Amy? Well, I wonder, <laughs> but I also like. I'm not. You're a spinster. I, yeah, apparently. But the only time someone asks about it now is at the nail salon. They're always like asking me while they're doing my nails, like, "Do yes. you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> they're really that open? Are you a boyfriend? Do you have a no. boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? No, I I was trying to just make it open. Okay, because I was literally <laughs> with you at the nail salon last time, and they're like, "Isn't it hard to meet young boys here?" And I was like, "Or women." <laughs> <laughs> I think people less and less ask, and it's, like, kind of nice, actually. It's kind of freeing, because then I don't have to have that discussion. So, okay, let's kind of delve into past relationships. Like, let's let's take a deep dive, Amy. A into deep like, dive. A deep dive into, like, our mistakes. I'm uncomfortable. Are you actually? <laughs> no. Well, you, I'm... You don't sound no. comfortable. I think it's hard to talk about, because I have done a lot of reflection on, you know, maybe why I am single. And so give me like the, I don't know, the Coles Notes version of like your dating history. I would say I've had like long-term relationships. Um, when I say long-term, we're talking like years. Or I would, And then everything else in between has just been super casual, light dating. Mm-hmm. I also think I am looking for a quality partner and that's been really important. In terms of, like, maybe my behaviors of the past, I do think I've spent a lot of time reflecting on, you know, what is it that I actually want and are my actions allowing me to achieve that? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the answer is no. Mm -hmm. I do these actions from my last year maybe didn't necessarily model that. Um, It was also kind of tough this last year of dating because... I didn't know if I was staying or going, going back abroad for a new contract. Yeah. Should so I, I stay or should I go? Yeah. So, so I, I had to, I didn't have a lot to offer people. Like it was like, I'm here for now and for right. the foreseeable future, but I didn't know where I was going. And now that I've committed to staying another full year, that's a totally different story of how I can approach dating right now. So can I say something that I've like observed as your friend? Because like, sure. I feel like. I've known you in the less long-term relationship phase. And the long-term relationship that you did have while we were friends, you were abroad. So it wasn't oh, like I yeah. was around you all the time for that. I, <laughs> your face. I know. Like, I'm excited to say? say what you're going to say. Okay. I was like, go on. I think because I see, I see you like meeting people really easily, having like a fun time, visiting. I mean, you, you love having these conversations. You're really fun to be around. And I think I see a lot of, and I don't, like, I'm the word that's coming to my head, 
I don't mean it offensively, but I see of like a lot of shallow relationships in that not that anyone's being shallow, but it's not always like going the next level of deep. It's just like mm-hmm. light. Yeah. Um the whole time and then sometimes I see you kind of like retreating getting scared like before it's going to go to like the like not even just like ocean deep, just like lake deep. Mm-hmm. You're like mm puddles uh, only. 100% accurate, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, I would say, like, that's the thing about me. You can have a great time, and 90% of the time, like, the first encounter is, like, super fun, super light, energetic. People, like, are, yes, like, let's do this again, and then we'll do it again, and then it's, like, I'm kind of, like, oh, I don't know, and then we'll do it again, and I'm, like, I'm not really sure about this. I don't know if it's as fun anymore as it once was, so I I do think I get a little bit, like, so you're not wrong. And then I wonder if that's just maybe centered around like the hurt and pain behind previous breakups too. Mm -hmm. Because at a relationship of someone that's like not living in the same town as you, it's, you have a lot of things to consider. Like you have a permanent contract. You might have like seniority in some roles. Like my role right now in my school, I like the level of respect and like the GSA that I'm running. I wouldn't have done that in my first year out of the gate, right? You have to consider like now I own property. Like there's a lot more to consider because of your life, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. not like you're pausing all the time for a partner. Yeah. Which makes it difficult. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, it is tough to talk about because I'm, I think like I've actively been trying to maybe correct some of my behaviors in terms of dating. Right. Because I can't just be a casual dater forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I real, I know that in the back of my head, even though like, but you can, well, you can like, honestly, Amy, then you can look outside of like, maybe you don't want a monogamous relationship. Polyamory exists. Yeah. Right. And so maybe you need to look at your idea of what you want from a relationship. That's, that's, that is interesting. Yeah. I the honestly thing with Amy is you <laughs> always have to pitch something to her and give her 48 hours. So check back with us later. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, can I give my like dating history? Yes. And then I've been there. In high school, wasn't allowed to date till I was 16, which I think was like a fair rule. Didn't mm-hmm. break it. Didn't date anyone before I was 16. Um, I had a boyfriend in high school. We were together for a year. I went on two dates only in university. All four years. Wow. Um, then dated nobody in Drumheller, moved to Stetler, and then I had several like one year long relationships. When I look at those, they were not bad relationships, and I think they were what I needed at the time, but when I look at the motivation for being in them, I think the biggest thing for me was to not be alone. Now that I'm on antidepressants and have been on antidepressants for a full year, I see myself making a lot of decisions based on what I actually want. So, like I had told you, like, I want to do Big Brothers Big Sisters, whereas before I had considered it, but I considered it because that would be a scheduled weekly thing where I wouldn't be alone. I think the same thing happened with my relationships where it was like, they served what I needed at the time, which was I didn't want to have that loneliness seep in because I didn't like that feeling. Right, yeah. And now you can find more enjoyment out of it now that you're in this footing of like, I can be okay on my own. Yes. So that's good. Okay, so we've talked about being single, about our relationships of the past and maybe a few things that we've learned let's go a little bit deeper though amy like why why is talking about dating maybe uncomfortable or a tough conversation to have 
I think it's really uncomfortable because I can't quite picture the end for myself. I don't know what the end looks like. I want, I know what I want. I right, can't but, picture it in okay. my formulate in my head. And then I think, like you're saying, the end. Why, why is a relationship the end? It Feeling? isn't. I guess it's, I guess that's perspective. I guess it's the beginning. But I'm just saying, like, I have zero, maybe that's the other thing, too, when it comes to, like, the term of the person. I have, I can rock and roll with, like, the cowboy, like, boots, prairie, prince. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I can also do it with, like, the academic man that's working downtown Calgary, you know? So I have a really, like, just, I think, place of uncertainty about where I lie in terms of dating. Okay, but same, right? (laughs) What if people are like, what's your type? Line up all the people I've dated. Does one person look the same? Is one, like, I've dated men and women. I've dated people from small towns and not. I've dated divorcees. I've dated people with kids, without kids. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So It is, I think it's just hard because... Sometimes the visualization of what it is. Because I feel like maybe once upon a time I had such a clear idea. Yes. And now that I'm in the nitty gritty of it, it's like this open-ended forum of just like people. Yes. <laughs> it's like could be there. Could not. But then, Could end up alone. I think then what are you visualizing? Because you're visualizing, I think, not what you really want. You're You're visualizing... Are they cowboys? Are they academics? Are they smart? Are they rural? Not like who they are. Do you know what I mean? Who they are. What are their values? What values do you want to line up? Not where they are and what they do. Mm, Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Digging deeper. Oh my gosh. Anchors away. (laughs) But I think that's part of it too. You mean like focusing more on characteristics of them rather than physical attributes. Sure, sure. But also I think because you can get on with anyone, think of outside of relation, romantic relationships, and you get along well with lots of people, right? Oh, yeah. You just do. You, not the universal you, you, Amy. Yeah. And so obviously that would be true of the dating world. So you have to find a way to like suss out what what is a good energy from someone yeah energy well yeah but like because i feel like you drive a lot of the conversation you drive a lot of the energy you need to see their energy right i think that is so true because i feel like i'm in a situation where i can like value the individual independently but then i'm not really honing in on the aspect of like our energy together and that really like frustrates me because that's like oh like you'd make such a great partner but then I'm also like but to you (laughs) to someone yeah (laughs) because I guess the reason why this isn't a hard conversation for me because I feel like I've figured out my pattern and behavior like I said I tended to date people that honestly weren't emotionally ready to be in a relationship. So they were broken people and I was their healing source. Mm -hmm. And that was my role in all of their lives where they actually weren't ready to be in an actual committed relationship that had a future. 
they needed someone to help them heal, and I did that, mm-hmm. and now I'm realizing... And then you set them free. Well, yeah, <laughs> but then I left myself broken. Yeah. Right? And so, for me, I don't feel as, like, overwhelmed by dating right now, because I feel like I did realize and break that pattern. Right. To take, to not take on broken people. Yes. Even because like, like think of like, think of like my last relationship and how like enamored I was with her. Like she's incredible. We all agree. She was incredible. So cool. We're all sad for me because (laughs) we want her back, (laughs) but she wasn't ready to be in a relationship. Yeah. She was broken. And that, and it's not my job to, like, give all of me yeah. until they're healed. But then at the same time, are we not all just leaping based on these faith and, like, full connection with each other and the energy, like you were saying? Are we not just all, like, okay, we're going to jump in and we're really going to try to jump in. Yeah. We're going to jump in and really try this. Like, yes. But I was jumping in and she was not. Do you know what I mean? I was jumping in and our energy was amazing. We had Mm -hmm. great energy. All of that was great, but we weren't both in a place where we could be in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. So that's where like the logistics didn't line up. Right. Fuck, dating's hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm just glad I'm on antidepressants, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, because I, I have spent like another like solid time of my life quite single uh during a pandemic living alone for half of the pandemic and i'm okay yeah that's huge and being okay on your own yes is huge where i couldn't be okay on my own before like i literally my hormones would not let me be okay now i think both of us are in situations right now where it's allowing us like we're so prepared for it like you're okay Yes. Finally, right? Like you found harmony within yourself, within your own life. I think I'm in a situation too where it's like, okay, I'm welcoming, I'm willing to change some change some old patterns and yes. behavior. I'm anchored in. I'm settled a little bit more right. than I have been. So it's like now I think we're really walking into a prime situation. I think this is where you said for me is like you said that's the chair. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Good mics pick up everything. But you said that I tend to be like quite serious in my relationships. And I think if you just take me, Alex, I am emotionally ready for a relationship. Yeah. But then it's the logistics that aren't working out for me now where the people I want to be with don't live in this town and I don't want to move. Yeah. I think I've kind of started slowly planting the seed in my head that I might not be in Stetler forever because when I first moved here, I felt a lot less of the loneliness and the depression wasn't as bad because I had a lot of other really positive supports. Whereas in university or in Drumheller, I wasn't surrounded by the people that I needed to be all the time. Mm. Whereas I got here... I was successful at my job and I had a lot of really good friends and, and, and those things helped it not get as bad. Yeah. Just really good footing for yes. yourself. In my head, I was like, I can't leave Stetler because it'll get really bad. Mm. Right. It was like, this is manageable. I can manage my life now. 
Um, but now, like, I definitely am scared to leave this town. That's a true thing to say. Mm. That's what scares me. The dating thing, when you're like, fuck, dating's hard, it's like, I don't feel that right now. Yeah. What's hard is the idea of not being here. And I don't know why, because it's not like Stetler's this, like, gold mine of anything. It's just, I feel home. Yeah. <laughs> And that's really hard for me to, like, think of leaving. So dating, in a sense, is only really hard because of that idea of leaving something that you love so much already. Yes. Yeah. That's what's hard for me right now. Interesting. I think for me, like, the hardest part is sometimes being completely on your own is so easy. It's so freeing to do, to go anywhere, to work anywhere, to be anywhere, to do whatever you want that sometimes I get maybe fearful, like mm-hmm. we mentioned before, in terms of like those options will be taken away. And it's like, that's not the right way to view it maybe, but more just like you have to factor in so many other elements. I so. think it's hard to start factoring someone else into your life when you're so settled in the ways. But like, but you're you're saying like, I can go anywhere, I can work anywhere, I can be anywhere. Your problems are not my problems. So yeah. why do we both have problems that I don't understand? Why is not one of us? Like, everything is opposite. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Everything we're both saying is opposite. <laughs> but neither of us are finding what we want. Yeah. So what do you do then? You're looking at me for answers. And that's <laughs> this is my fear. I was like, we're going to run an episode on dating. I have no advice for anyone. But people aren't looking for advice, <laughs> no, I, I don't think. I, well, yeah. No, that's interesting. It's good to hear other people's stories. I think that is the truth behind that. But it is interesting to compare how different your dating problems are. Like, I feel like my dating problems are location, location, location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is what I feel like it is. And I don't know. What would you say mine are? I think... Um, do you want me to, like, honestly, yes. I'm being very honest yes. still. I think you still are working through some of your, like, patterns and fears that you're naming, but you're still doing them. Oh. In that, like, I think you want a partner on one level, but I think that you're not letting yourself get there. Like, I think you're still doing the surface dating and maybe it's not as casual because you're not focusing your energy on multiple people but I don't think you're letting it get to the next level Mm. and I think you're bailing before it gets then I think you're still light just in the kiddie pool I'm in the kiddie pool of dating yes (laughs) not in the main pool swimming laps yet no 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 okay yeah you can't dive at all (laughs) it's like no diving zone yeah (laughs) because that's true. This is such a good metaphor. You want to dive in, but you can't because you're in a fucking kidding pool. You need to get to the next pool. But you need to see the individual on a deeper level, which is kind of what you came to earlier. Yes, but I think like, you're not, like, I think you still got, like, a fear holding yourself back. Like, you think I'm, like, I'm, like, the one who's, like, they're, like, you can, you leveled up. You can go swim in the big pool. Yes. And I'm, like, I'm good here. Yeah, you're, like, putting on your life jacket <laughs> and you're, like, maybe moving on to, like, the, like, slow part of it. But you're not in the deep end. But, yeah, they're saying, here's the deep end. And you're, like, mm I'm okay in the kiddie pool. Yeah. Okay. So I need to take myself out. Yeah. Into being open to getting yeah hurt i think that's your problem 
<laughs> I think take the white jacket off. <laughs> Just take it off. <laughs> I can't take it off. <laughs> oh, that's how I feel. Yeah. Do you think I'm right? I don't know. I think you gotta let that sit. Yeah, I gotta let that spew for forty-eight hours in my head. <laughs> Turn it around a little, mix it up in there. I've been like slowly trying to take my life jacket off. My life jacket is, is location, though. <laughs> oh, and okay, so like okay, I okay. think, I think emotionally, that's what I said. Me, I'm completely. I think my past patterns. I think a lot of it was rooted in like my motivation to not feel loneliness, right, and and to feel purpose, which was like helping broken people and being in a relationship. I don't have those problems anymore. Because my serotonin, guess what? Yeah. It's all here. I'm like a literally stable human. Yeah. I wasn't stable. Yeah. And so that part is done. And so, like I said, it was like my last relationship that made me start thinking, maybe you aren't going to be here. So I'm like slowly taking my life jacket off. And I was thinking about things like I'm taking baby steps, not just up and move, but do you just take a year off? go abroad for a year do I take a gap year do you know what I mean mm-hmm. um but like in me very like realistic reality and also safe like to where I don't have to give up my contract where I don't have to sell my house but slowly start branching out in a way that's sort of going out and then coming back to home base going out coming yeah. back to home base will I be okay if I leave just and then come back, back and just put the life jacket on for a little bit yeah feel it and then go back out <laughs> yeah no I it think is that's a security what I'm doing, like though. I do like that metaphor as well like I wonder what's kind of holding everyone else back well um, I guess stay tuned folks and see where we go from here and maybe you challenge yourself to think, what is your, what's holding you back? What is your life jacket? What is your life jacket? What is your PFD? <laughs> I think the other thing everyone should do is see how many nautical themed metaphors we made during this. Wait, I don't know how many. What did you say? Uh, did we not say navigate? Oh. Uh, jump in? <laughs> jump in what? Water? Do we do shallow? Yes. Puddle? Dig deeper. Dive deeper. Dive deep? Dive deep. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. So let us know how many water-themed things we said. Because I think it's been quite a few. (laughs) It's time for Jar of Questions! Okay, are you pulling from the jar? Well, my hand is in the jar, Amy. Good point. (laughs) You always want to be the one to pull it. Pull it. Bop it. Twist it. What is something you did in your youth that you would not do now as an adult? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, prank call people? You wouldn't do that now? I thought you loved pranks. Yeah, but I wouldn't prank. I feel like that's like so unwarranted. That's so not 2021. And also, like, can you imagine someone calling you back and being like, somebody called me from this number and like left a funny message? Like, it's so uncomfortable. You're like an adult. You're like, yeah, I was just... <laughs> Yeah, it was me. Like, I don't know how you would even cover that up. <laughs> well, don't pick it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, you don't know because it's, like, a random number that you called. Right. I feel like in today's really culture, teacher. everyone is just, like, afraid to call people, though. Nobody calls people. Because we had, like, in grade 11, 12, we had phones, like, texting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would, if our crush, if, like, my friend didn't have his number, like, I would text him from her phone or, you know what I mean? And we would, like 
prank text from an okay. unknown number. But it was like, you, you just prank called, like, what did you do? Open up, like, the yellow pages? Yes. And be like, I'm phoning this? Yes. Not the yellow pages. That's specific. No, well, wh- yeah. Like, the red deer phone book, essentially. And you would just do, ra- you never did, like, you didn't, like, block your, what is that, like? Is this star, like star, 69. star 69? Or is that, star seems like a prank now. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Star 69 was a real thing. This was a thing. I know, I know, but oh. like, is it not like, you know when people are like, join the Pen15 club? Oh, no, this was a we real thing. We know what that means, right? Yes. <laughs> but this Star 69 was a real thing. Okay, I just don't know if people were pranking that. But like, and then you like just randomly call people. You weren't like, I'm going to Star 69 so and prank call my crush? Sometimes, yeah, I was like less phoning about, phoning my crushes and more phoning like businesses and asking them silly questions, quite honestly. Like, is your refrigerator still running? Yes. That's you, ex- did you I get do, that? That was exactly my line before for someone. <laughs> get better that pranks, was, Amy. I know. <laughs> Not only is this a thing of the past, right. prank, prank calling, I would never do it as an adult. Right, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I never really. The question <laughs> says, what is something you will not do as an adult? We used to, like, make, we would, like, have my little video camera, and we would make so many videos, my friends and I, like, dance videos, dumb videos, and post them to Facebook all the time. But, like, 15 minute long, just us dancing in the basement. But not even cool, it'd be like, let me take this stuffed alligator, run up to the camera, run away, let me, like, weird stuff. Okay, but I would say everyone is doing that right now. It's TikTok. They're not 15 minutes long. They're only condensed <laughs> They're to 15 six seconds long. Yeah, 15 seconds. But like... the quality of TikTok is much different than the quality of my friend Kelly and I dressed up as Dementors dancing to a 15-minute song and posting it on <laughs> Facebook. I'm sorry, Dementors? Oh, yeah. We, we would dress up as Dementors from Harry Potter all the time, and we would just... This was our idea of a fun afternoon and go hang out at the end of the driveway and do weird things when cars drive by. So we would be like reading the newspaper, eating a carrot. Like we would spend hours doing that. And I'm talking more like 15. Are we talking like country road too? Like people just drive by and you're dressed up as Dementors at (laughs) the end of your acreage road? Not only do you have to wait like 20 minutes between vehicles because there's no traffic, but we would just like... We would just sit in our, like, masks and talk until we're like, a car's coming! And then we like, assume position! And we like, read the newspaper. Oh my god. That is some real small town shit, too. Like, the dedication to that. Oh, oh my god, 20 minutes later, another car. Another car! It's like, what are you doing this time? And you're like, well, I'm just gonna eat this carrot. Oh my god. Yeah. Kids are so weird. Okay, my other thing I would never do again as an adult low rise jeans oh. they can just go to hell not into them Mm-mm. Mm-mm. hit the road jack goodbye Bafalusha. yeah basically low rise jeans uncomfortable also serves under- no one underwear always showing mm-hmm. you can never sit on the gym floor and if you did you just had a full-on panic attack during the entire dare presentation that everyone could see your thong or a butt crack either or it was just a nightmare low rise jeans no No, no, no. All right, well, what is something that you would not do as an adult?